Now turn with me to Acts of Apostles, chapter 4, sorry, chapter 2, verse 4. Here, Luke is writing like this. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now here he says, they were all now, who are these all? He is referring to the 120 disciples who had assembled in the upper room after Jesus' ascension. Now, these disciples included the 11 apostles. And after that, they also elected one another apostle, the 12th apostle. There should have been the families of these apostles. We also find the wife of Peter somewhere in the Gospels. So their family should also been present along with the 120 disciples. There were also some female who had accompanied Jesus from Galilee throughout his ministry. So these ladies were also present in the upper room. In addition, Luke also says the family of Jesus, that is his mother and his brethren, they were also present. So when he says they were all, means all these people. In addition, there were other disciples uh, who were not apostles. For instance, Nicodemus and Nathaniel, they were also disciples of Jesus. So all these people should have been present in that upper room. And he says they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. There were 120 disciples and Luke is saying all of them began to speak with tongues. Now my question here is, did all speak with tongues? Yes, they all spoke with tongues here. Now wherever the believers were gathered together, we always find in the Bible all those people spoke with tongues. We never read that 50 people spoke with tongues and the remaining 70 people just were observing or just uh, having, uh, looking at others and uh, they were doing nothing. No, it does not say. Whatever may be the number of disciples or the believers gathered in a particular place, the Bible records that all of them spoke with tongues. Here we see that all the 120 disciples received or were filled with the Holy Ghost and they all spoke with tongues. Now turn with me to Acts of Apostles chapter 10 where Peter is preaching to the uh, household of Cornelius. We know this story and we read in Acts of Apostles chapter 10 verse 44. While Peter ate spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. 
for they heard them speak with tongues for they heard them who are these them the entire household of cornelius my rough estimate is that should have been at least from 20 to maximum 50 people in those days families usually uh, were minimum uh, some five people or even up to 10 people and a single family in addition we know that cornelius has had called some um, god-fearing uh, servants and friends and relatives so that should have been a good number so my rough estimate minimum that should have been 20 people max or it could have been 30 40 50 or any number at least my belief is there should have been some 20 people and he says for they heard them who is this them all those people who had gathered in the house of cornelius for they heard them speak with tongues so here whoever were gathered they all spoke with tongues that's what we read from the bible so wherever the believers are gathered all of them spoke with tongues now turn with me to acts of apostle chapter 19 where paul is uh, doing a missionary journey and coming to ephesus and on the way he is meeting some disciples and asking them did you all receive the holy ghost and the conversation goes on then in the verse uh, 6th acts of apostles chapter 19 verse 6 and when paul had laid his hands upon them the holy ghost came on them and they spake with tongues and prophesied and all the men were about 12 now how many people spoke with tongues there were some 12 disciples luke is saying all of them spoke with tongues when paul laid his hands upon them all the 12 disciples spoke with tongues now in all the scriptural references the three scriptural references which i showed you there were some group of disciples in this case 12 Cornelius maybe somewhere from 20 to 50 or any number and on the day of Pentecost some 120 disciples whoever were gathered all of them spoke with tongues that's what we read in the Bible now some people might protest and say all these instances happened outside the church now what about in the church do we have to speak with tongues people do ask now I'm going to give you five scriptural references where the apostles teach that all the believers or the entire church has to speak with tongues. Now turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 14 where Paul is uh, teaching to the church at Corinth. Now he says in uh, 14 chapter verse Five. I would that ye all speak with tongues. Now he is addressing the Corinthian church. It is not outside the church. He says to the believers, to all the members in the church, I would 
that you all speak with tongues. So he is teaching the believers to speak with tongues, isn't it? Now come to uh, verse 18 of the same chapter, that is 14. I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than ye all. Now what Paul is saying here is, I thank God, I speak in tongues more than all the believers in the church at Corinth. Now suppose the Corinthians did not speak with tongues. Paul would have said, I just speak with tongues. Since the Corinthians also spoke with tongues, Paul is saying, I thank God I speak with tongues more than ye all. So he spoke with tongues much more than what all the believers in the Corinthian church spoke. So this also implies that the Corinthian church believers spoke with tongues. Now, Go with me to verse uh, 23 of the same chapter 14. There Paul is again admonishing the church. If therefore the whole church be come together into one place and all speak with tongues. Doesn't Paul teach the church or tell the church that all speak with tongues? Yes. So the teaching in the Bible is very clear that all speak with tongues. Previously he said, I want all of you to speak with tongues. Then he says, I speak with tongues more than ye all. And when you all come together and all the, the members in the church speak with tongues. And towards the end of this chapter 14, he also says, 39th verse, Wherefore, brethren, covered to prophesy and forbid not to speak with tongues. If a person is already speaking with tongues, then only uh, someone can say, don't stop speaking with tongues. So this verse implies that the Corinthian church was already speaking with tongues and Paul is admonishing the church not to forbid or not to stop speaking with tongues. Now all these four scriptures clearly tell or teach that the church, the entire believers have to speak with tongues. Now Jesus himself said, in the Great Commission, we read in Mark's Gospel, chapter 16, verse 16 onwards, where Jesus said this, These signs, sorry, it is uh, chapter 16, verse 17, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues. So who are these? They, all those people who believe in the gospel. So here also we see the believers can speak with tongues. Who? All the believers, not just few. All the believers can speak with tongues. This is one of the sign which Jesus mentioned here. So I have given you initially uh, three scriptures where we saw 
as many number of believers who were assembled in a particular place, they all spoke with tongues. Then I also showed you just now five scriptural references where the Bible admonishes the entire church or all the believers to speak with tongues. Now you may wonder why it is stressing, why uh, believers have to speak with tongues. That is altogether a different uh, topic. But just as a gist, I would like to tell you why the Bible is stressing uh, believers to speak with tongues. He says, Paul says here, uh, chapter 14, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself. So it is for the self-edification. Believers have to speak with tongues. It is the main scriptural purpose mm -hmm. of speaking with tongues. Now, as I said, everyone can read the Bible. But not everyone can get up in a church service and begin to teach. Why? Because that is a ministry gift. Teaching in a church is a ministry gift. But everyone can share the word of God, whatever you know, with your friends or in a prayer service. In the same manner, everyone can operate in the gift of tongues. We saw... Uh, three scriptural references where all the believers spoke with tongues. We also saw five scriptural references where uh, believers are admonished to speak with tongues. But what Paul listed in the uh, 12th chapter concerning diversities of tongues, uh, the 28 words, and God had set some in the church. And one of the things which he had said is diversities of tongues. And you have to understand all those things which he is listing here. Apostles, prophets, teachers, miracles, gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. Since all those things prior to diversities of tongues are all ministries. And since... Diversities of tongues is mentioned in the same list. It should also refer to the ministry, not the gift. Gift is different. Everyone can operate in that gift. That's what we just now saw. But what about this ministry gift? This ministry gift is not for everyone. Now, what you may ask me, what is that ministry gift? Now, I will direct you towards another a scriptural portion where this ministry gift Paul is talking about. And this ministry gift is not for everyone. That's what Paul is trying to tell. Just like apostolic ministry is not for everyone. That's why he says, or all apostles, or all prophets, or all teachers. In the same manner, finally, he goes on to say, do all speak with tongues? Do all speak with tongues? If it is just a gift, yes. But if it is a ministry gift operating in a church, then not everyone will speak with tongues. To make you to understand, I will direct you to another portion of scripture. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 26, 27 and 28, where Apostle Paul is talking about this particular 
ministry or ministering in tongues in a church service. I am reading right now from the 26th verse onwards. How is it then, brethren, when ye come together? When ye come together means he is talking about a church service, isn't it? We are all looking after our own during the weekdays. But once in a week, we all come together as a church. That's what he's talking about. When ye come together, so he's talking about a church service. Every one of you have a psalm. Now, what is meant by this? To say it in our uh, time, the, the usage of the word, we do not use psalm, but generally we say a worship leader. Every one of you hath a psalm. So when we come together as a church and in the church service, someone will lead a worship. That's what he's talking about. Every one of you hath a psalm, hath a doctrine. Doctrine means somebody who gives the message or teaching. Hath a tongue, hath a revelation, hath an interpretation. Here, He's adding in, uh, in addition to the worship, a teaching, a tongue, a revelation, and an interpretation. So we have to understand a church service should contain all these, not just uh, worship and teaching. This is what generally church services will consist of. But here he's mentioning another thing, a tongue, a revelation and interpretation of what do they mean actually if i talk about uh, a person taking worship you all know because in every church service someone or the other they take the worship and in every church service someone or the other gives a message which here he's talking about a doctrine now what is this tongue now if you move on to 27th verse if now before that i want to tell you something now we all in our own private prayer life we all sing songs unto the lord don't we we make melody in our heart and sing unto the lord but just because we all can sing doesn't mean that we will rise up in a church service and begin to lead a worship do we no why because that is a ministry gift and the worship leader ministers or in other words, God ministers through that worship leader in that church service. That is a ministry gift. Not everyone can stand up in a church service, though we all can sing and we cannot uh, lead a worship service. And we all read the Bible. And we all know something at least. That doesn't mean that we all can stand up in a church service and begin to give a message. That's what Paul said. Are all teachers. No. So God, it is God who ministers through a teacher or a preacher whenever he shares a doctrine or a teaching in the church. In the same manner, 
God wants to minister to the church through some people by speaking with tongues. It is this ministry Paul talked about in chapter 12, verse 28, when he said, God had set some in the church, first apostles, secondly prophets, and so on, and finally diversities of tongues. It is that tongue he's talking about here. Now, everyone can speak with tongues in their private life for their self-edification, but not everyone can minister in tongues in a church service because that is a ministry gift. Not everyone is called to do that. Just like not everyone can lead a worship service, not everyone can teach a message in a church service. Not everyone can deliver a message in tongues because it is God who had ordained this ministry in the church, Paul says. And it is this ministry he's talking about. Now, to make you to understand better, let's read the 27th verse. If any man speak in an unknown tongue, let it be by two or at the most by three and that by course. Now, in any church service, you would have noticed that there is always only one person who gives the message. We do not find two people simultaneously giving message. Have you ever come across services where two people giving a message? Uh, in some instances where the language or the uh, person from a foreign country comes, and the local language is different from the language of the preacher, then there will be a translator. So two people stand together and deliver the same message, but the message is only one. Or in some uh, churches on the watch night service, that is on December 31st, they give two messages. That is one for the past year, they give and once the new year starts, they give the second message. So there are two messages, but uh, one after the other. Have you ever come across a service where two people simultaneously giving message? Will we be able to uh, listen such a kind of message? No, right? In the same manner, when someone is speaking a message in tongues because it is God who is ministering in tongues to the church or to the congregation, there will be confusion. That's why he is restricting at the most two or at the most three and that by course, that is one by one, not simultaneously. No one should speak when the message is being delivered. Okay? So that's why he's restricting them to only two or at the most three and not all three should speak simultaneously one after the other so that the church will receive the message. Now the problem here is when he says if a man speaketh in an unknown tongue if the tongue or the language is unknown it is not known to the speaker, the one who speaks with tongues and it is also not known to the congregation. They won't understand what he is speaking. So it has to 
if that message has to reach to the congregation it has to be interpreted now some people always argue that whenever someone speaks in tongues uh, people have to understand because they quote acts of apostles where when 120 disciples spoke with tongues everyone understood no that is not true because paul says in chapter 14 verse 2 or he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men but unto god for no man understandeth him since it is an unknown language it's not always that everyone would understand if everyone always understood whenever someone speaks in tongues what is the purpose of uh, god to place the other gift that is the interpretation of tongues now paul says it was the holy spirit who had uh, put these gifts in the body of christ either the holy spirit did not understand what he was doing by putting the gift of interpretation of tongues when tongues are always uh, understood by the listener or it is that we do not understand what the Bible teaches. So the very purpose for which the gift of interpretation of tongues has been placed in the body of Christ implies that the tongues will not be understood. So coming to here where someone is ministering in tongues in the church, the congregation will not receive the message even though God is speaking through that individual to the congregation. It has to be interpreted. That's why he says, and let one interpret. Why? So that it, the message will reach the public. When the believers who had gathered in Cornelius' house, they all spoke with tongues. That's all. They were not addressing anything to another individual. No one understood. But when it has to be delivered in a church service, people, when God is ministering to that, through that individual, it has to be interpreted. Then only the message will reach unto the people. Now he goes on to say, if there be no interpreter, that means if there is a none to interpret what was the message, uh, uh, given by God through that individual if there is no one to mm -hmm. interpret let him keep silence in the church that means he should not deliver that message otherwise it will cause confusion and let him speak to himself and to God so you try to understand that that individual if there is no interpreter still he can speak with tongues to himself and to God without speaking in the church if it is spoken in the church, it has to be interpreted. So as a conclusion, this is what I would like to tell you. Do all speak with tongues? Yes, if it is simple gift of speaking in tongues. We saw that everyone, all the group of believers, wherever they were gathered, they all spoke with tongues. And also the Bible admonishes the believers to speak with tongues. But just because everyone speaks with tongues doesn't mean that we all can stand up in a church service and deliver a message through tongues.
because that is a ministry gift and that ministry has been set up by God himself. It is one of the ministry gifts. Paul says God has set some in the church, first apostle, secondly prophet, thirdly teachers and so on. And finally, the diversities of tongues, which is a ministry gift. And this ministry gift is not for everyone. That's why when we read it, do all speak with tongues? The answer will be no. And do all interpret what is spoken uh, in tongues in a church service addressing to the congregation? No. So these are ministry gifts which are not for everyone. Just like apostles is not for everyone. Teaching is not for everyone. So ministering in tongues in a church service is not for everyone. But speaking in tongues in your own private life and your own uh, in the congregation, you can speak with tongues when everyone is assembled. Everyone assembled do speak with tongues. But when the message is given through tongues to the congregation, which is a ministry and that ministry is not every to everyone. And that's what Paul says, do all speak with tongues. I believe you were enriched by this message. You can log on to our website www.wordoftruth.info to access our latest collection of videos, podcast messages, books and blogs.